Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Sam Maxwell, and uh, you are here with the uh, Bedford and Sullivan Podcast, the podcast that keeps you, the audience, active listeners in the Brooklyn Dodgers TV series research process. And I, I got to say that today's a special, special Bedford and Sullivan Podcast. I'm right now standing at the foot of the Evans Field flagpole that, that is right outside Barclays Center, and uh, we're going to go on a little of uh, Brooklyn ballpark bike ride. And uh, joining me today is the Brooklyn trolley blogger himself, Michael Colon. How you doing, Mike? As they say here in Bensonhurst, what up? <laughs> well, uh, Mike, I, I, I have a little surprise for you, actually. Lay it on me. I love surprises. Sometimes. Well, I think, do you know where I think we're going to wind up by the end of the two-hour podcast? Talk to me, brother. Preach. I think we're going to end up at City Field. City Field, really? How you, how you oh, yeah. up for that? <laughs> oh, I'm up for that. I'm I'm definitely up for that. I got the bike uh, to go along with it, and um, you know I'm going to be videoing and uh, photographing the whole way. And uh, you know we're at the flagpole. Uh, you gave a little bit of the history last time that we were on the show, but uh, please start us off since this is where I, I'm I'm at right now, uh, the Evansville flagpole. Before we go over to Bedford and Sullivan, which will be the first time ever that I'm standing at the corner of the, uh, the namesake of my uh, TV series that I want to make. Uh, before we go over there, tell us a little bit about this Evansville flagpole, Mike. Well, there was two flagpoles, you know, that come up popularly in conversation. One was above the rotunda on top of the Ebbetsfield moniker, you know, uh, uh, the facade of Ebbetsfield. And then there was another one that was affixed to the top of the right field scoreboard. The one that you're currently looking at is the one I believe that's on top of the sco- that was on top of the scoreboard. Uh, I, I really can't give you the history of what happened to the other one. Uh, this right. particular flagpole, uh, we uh, we went through the story a couple of weeks ago when I was when I was a a, a, a young double digit midget. Let's call it ten, eleven, and twelve. And when I was playing Little League, our coach used to take us to an indoor batting cage on Utica Avenue off of Farragut Road. And back in the day, this particular establishment used to be a VFW post. And uh, they came into the possession of the flagpole from Ebbets Field, the one that was on top of the scoreboard. Uh, Time passed on, and the VFW post uh, was turned into a church. The, The property was sold, and a pastor came and opened up his congregation and and likewise inherited the flagpole. So uh, a little more time went by. The church was falling on hard times. Uh, the pastor needed money, uh, and uh, obviously collection efforts weren't enough to uh, satisfy his needs. So he was looking for a purchaser. Uh, but I found that out quite after the fact, because one summer it just dawned on me, uh, you know, let me go back to see the flagpole, and uh, take a picture of it. Uh, I don't think I completed my thought earlier. There was a batting cage on that block, and that's why we used to see it. We used to stop there, see the flagpole. We'd have to go through a fence because obviously we were coming at night. Uh, But nevertheless, it was there. It was a flagpole, and there was a little plaque affixed to the bottom of it, uh, flagpole, Ebbets Field. I can't remember word for word what it said. And then uh, that time when I, you know, it dawned on me, let me go back and take pictures of it, Needless to say, the church closed down, and uh, the property was under sale. Uh, it was uh, vacant at, at at the time, I believe. 
and uh, the establishment next door, the business next door, I had ex- one of the one of the employees there, uh, if not the owner, and I said, what happened to the flagpole that was here? And he says, you know what, you missed it by about two weeks. Now, this is probably, t- I'm talking about maybe 2009, uh, he said, or 2009, 2010, was it that long ago? Uh, we're 14 now, 13, 12, maybe 2011 this happened. Uh, don't quote me on that. But nevertheless, the guy said, look, some guy pulled up with a flatbed, put it on the flatbed, and, and, and pulled out. And rumor was that he took it to Long Island. And then, obviously, it resurfaced at, at Barclays Center. It turns out that Brett, uh, Brett Yormark, CEO of Barclays Center and of the Nets, uh, they purchased it. And out of his mouth, he says they paid a pretty sum for it. And uh, nevertheless, they surprised the, van, the, the fan base and, and Brooklynites with the uh, the return of our beloved flagpole from Ebbets Field. Oh, it's the perfect place to to uh, to put it, and it's got a great view. If it were you know personified, it's got a great view of uh, looking towards downtown Brooklyn. And, and right now, I just took a, a couple photos of what the view was with uh, those skies that I was uh, referring to before we got on uh, on on the radio. How it looks like we could maybe get poured on. There's this uh, <laughs> it's really sharp. Uh, uh, cut between the darkness uh, of the clouds and the lightness of, on the other side, which is still looks like it's a little bit hazy. But uh, well, I am your I'm starting your forecast my is, your forecast is looking this way: between the hour of five and six, uh, and a a zero uh, percent of precipitation. Between the hour of six and seven, that increases to ten percent, and between the hour of seven and eight. That increases to 30%, my friend. Okay, well, uh, you know, by that time, hopefully uh, they're, they're trying to get through that uh, at the ballgame um, because I figured what a way to end uh, the Brooklyn ballpark tour than going to uh, the National League legacy of uh, New York. Yes, the National League love child left behind by the Dodgers and Giants. Exactly. So I'm going to turn on to Fifth Avenue now. I, I need to make my way down to 4th Avenue and 3rd Street where Washington Park is. And, um, you know, that was quite the time for this uh, Dodger franchise, uh, you know, really taking over from all of those teams that, uh, that did call Brooklyn their home. Uh, the Dodgers finally were the, uh, the ballpark of choice, uh, the ball team of choice throughout Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, uh, you're still talking about a time when Brooklyn was still its own municipality before it was incorporated by uh, Greater New York City. Uh, when, when did that happen? 1898, I believe, correct? Yes, 1898. The mistake of 98, as they call it here in Brooklyn. The mistake of 98. You know, so the genesis of uh, the Brooklyn Baseball Club uh, goes back to when uh, Brooklyn was its own city. Exactly. And uh, it, was, it was fun. I always like to bring this up when talking about that time that the, uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants, when they were in separate leagues, got to take each other on in what was basically uh, you know, the predecessor of the World Series in 1889. Uh, yes, that is correct. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, uh, the first four uh, confrontations between leagues, I believe, was called the, uh, the Temple Cup before they renamed it and, and, and standardized uh, the the eventual championship game between leagues. Right, that must have been an interesting time. It's, it, I, 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 it, you know, it all has to do with money. Why a league would dissolve eventually, and uh, you know, now uh, the American League finally uh, trumped over all 
that tried to uh, take on the National League. And, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, think about it. The American Association, when they came about in 1882, uh, they did all the rebellious things that the self-righteous National League wouldn't do. And they and they came to be called the uh, the beer and whiskey league. They started serving beer and and liquor at the ball game, and they started playing on Sunday and, and delving into all that devil's play, as they used to say back then. Right, and there was a lot of gambling going on throughout baseball. That was something they had oh. to take care of too. Gambling was rampant, rampant. You know, I I, I could just picture all these guys in their. Uh, in their three-piece suits with their pocket watches and the chains and their boulder hats and, you know, dressed to the nines for an afternoon baseball game and, and, and you know, just debaucherous gambling all day. <laughs> yeah, pass and paper. It's basically just pass and paper around. Yeah. You know, you pass the paper around, you win, and then you get other kind of paper. You know, but <laughs> I, they, at the same time, you know, don't forget the gambling back then didn't, uh, didn't uh, possess the connotations that it has today because don't forget the owner, the original owner of the football giants. You know he got to start as a legal bookmaker before they made it illegal. So you're talking back in yeah. the day. You know everybody was gambling like uh, like uh, like nothing, like buying lotto cards today. Right. Which is the uh, the most gambling uh, going on throughout the, throughout America, really. Um, uh, what, what a scam because. because if, what a scan! Because had they fulfilled their promise with these lotto, with these lotteries, you know, I, ideally we should have the smartest children on the planet because all that money is for education. Right. It's supposed to. Uh, how's that wind? Uh, there's there's a very a brisk, heavy wind from what you know is becoming quite the uh, the nice spring day, even with the, the rain. I got I, I on my way to Brooklyn, I had to go through a little bit of rain. And it actually felt like a, you know, like a cleansing almost. It's, it's, it's spring, you know. It's, it, I bring it. Well, I, I definitely think that the calendar is off by a month. I, I, I believe that you know May should be April, and April should really be March. I think we're off. Yeah, things things are wacky, you know. Uh, but we're not here to talk about the uh, the Brooklyn weather. Uh, but we're we're <laughs> not too much. But uh, well, unless it starts raining. But we're certainly here. Uh, to talk about Brooklyn, and right now I'm passing DeGraw and 4th Avenue, heading towards, uh, like I said, 3rd Street and 4th Avenue, and, and when thinking about Washington Park, I know there were a few different Washington Parks. I wish I had it off the top of my head. I'm kind of blanking on, on the time periods for each one of them, but the one that I'm currently going to, which was the last park before Ebbets Field, what is the time frame for, for its uh, inception? Okay, the original Washington Park, and that was the park that was bordered by 4th Avenue and 5th Avenue, and uh, 3rd through 1st Street. Okay. And that, I believe, uh, was up in operation by 1884. So say those streets again so I can try to figure out exactly where I am and to it. Yeah, the original one was uh, it, the borders were Fourth Avenue and Fifth Avenue, Third Street through First Street. Right now, there is no such thing as Second Street. It's been incorporated into the giant site. Right. Um, so basically, I'll be standing across the street from where the original Washington Park was, seeing right. looking and at what is after- now. 
yeah, what is what is now a park site, uh, where also George Washington, uh, house that George Washington stayed at during the Battle of Brooklyn stands. That is correct. That was his headquarters, uh, or at some point, you know, he had various, but uh, at some point, that was headquarters during the Battle of Long Island slash Brooklyn. Right. Um, and you and I were staying off the air a little while ago uh, that in uh, uh, in Boston, you'd have to pay $50 just to look at it. Yeah, but you know what? I also gave that a second thought, and in Boston, you can literally walk the whole city in a matter of hours. It's that small. Yeah, that's true. Right I mean, it, it, you know, in terms of uh, uh, square mileage, what's bigger, Brooklyn or Boston? Uh, Brooklyn, by far. Ni- uh, Brooklyn yeah. is 95 square miles. That's pretty remarkable. Well... We're rolling up on uh, 3rd Street and 4th Avenue right now, and um, I uh, think we're playing on the field, too. It's across the street that... uh, And that's where where there's a Staples and Pet Boys right now. Right. Now, across the street is a Con Edison yard. That was the site of the Federal League Washington Park where the Brooklyn Tip Tops played, not necessarily where the Dodgers played. Okay, okay. I gotta stop here, make sure I don't get run over. But uh, yeah, it's it's back, a remarkable looking place. Back in those days, that neighborhood was uh, still considered parts of Red Hook. They called that Red Hook back in the day, and then oh, it, really? it gradually morphed into Gowanus. And there's a current movement trying to rename that place again and naming naming it South Slope, <laughs> which I think is funny. She don't like that. Uh, well, it's not what I like. I could care less. It's, that's real estate agents trying to make something schnazzy. That's a that's a good point. Well, I'm uh, going to get a, get off my bike, walk the perimeter of this place right now. It's uh, it's cool that there there isn't. I'm not rolling up on brownstone. There's still some sort of ballpark here, and uh, you know it's for the masses as opposed to uh, for the Dodgers. Yes, and then once a year there in that in that park uh, towards the end of the season. Uh, the vintage baseball guys usually make one one stop in Washington Park. Oh, really? And yeah, you're, you're going to go years. see some. Yeah, I, I usually try to see a handful every year. I try to make a, a trip or two out to Long Island, uh, a couple of trips to Governor's Island, and then uh, I look forward to when they come to Washington Park. And this year they'll also be uh, visiting MCU Park in, in Coney Island. Oh, that's going to be fun. When does that happen? Uh... Good question. Uh, let me see. I could check that schedule. But uh, if uh, over at Washington Park, if you once uh, you start moving along again, if you go to Third Avenue and First Street, that's the portion of the uh, remaining wall from the Federal League ballpark. So there's a portion of of the what a brick wall. Uh, the brick wall is still uh, an original portion of the outfield stands. Yes. Uh, you'd never know it, you know, so maybe one of these well, days somebody will pay attention to me and put a, a, a marker on it. Plaster. Well, it's uh, actually sprinkling a little bit. I'm going to get a drink of water, uh, and then we're going to head over to that wall. 
wonder what the sound was like of me drinking water. I hope it wasn't too uh, pitiful. I didn't even notice. There you go. All right. It it was echoing with my uh, my headphones in my uh, my ears. You know, and and so. it, it, it's sad that this is the hundredth anniversary of that Brooklyn team, the Brooklyn Tip Tops of the Federal League, and uh, it just so happens that you're in the location now, and you hardly, you know, you won't hear anything about it. There's no mention. There's no, uh, you know, no retrospectives, no celebrations, nothing. Well, you know, the Federal League, unfortunately, didn't really have a lasting mark when you think about it. Because they ended up having to cave. True, after two years. But, uh, hell, if, if the Cubs can celebrate Wrigley Field that was originally constructed and named Weagle Park for the Federal, Federal yeah. League, you know, maybe point. we can come up. I mean, ah, you're right. I mean, what, what really exists today is, is mostly a memory. Right. Well, I gotta, I gotta say that it, it is, uh, it's coming down pretty hard right now. Um. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, the sun is beaming down on my house right now. Right. Well, you, you know, you see it peeking out of the clouds, and this is probably going to carry over at some point. Um, but that's, uh, that's pretty funny. After your zero uh, percent, but you, hey, you were just reading, right? Hey, you know, being a weatherman is probably one of one of two or three professions that you can literally be wrong every day and get away with it. Well, I got uh, I got some nice video uh, and some photos of the uh, the corner of uh, Washington Park, but I'm gonna have to put the camera away for now because unfortunately it is not one of those waterproof cameras, and uh, until this clears up. I'm going to want to put it away after this picture. So here, here's my question for you. Uh, maybe you know, maybe you don't know. But uh, where home plate is for this ball field, Washington Park, which is still called Washington Park, but actually, no, they turned it something else. No, where's the sign? They used to have a sign around here that said Washington Park, but now I'm just seeing synthetic t- uh, turf ball field. <coughs> yeah, that's what it is. But, uh, but, but is the home plate... Basically, where You'll home plate was City. for that Washington. The home plate was on the opposite diagonal corner from where you are. Home plate was over on Fifth Avenue, over by uh, Third Street. Ah, uh, okay. So okay. if which you're on Fourth Avenue, why the brownstones? Right, which right. makes so sense why the brownstones are Fourth Avenue. You're in the outfield portion. All right. So where am I going to that Federal League uh, place again? Now that I'm going to get a move on. Now they put the camera right. away. Go down that Rain. go down that street, Third Street, where uh, you see Staples in the Con Edison yard. Uh huh. Head that way, away from Washington Park City version. Okay. <laughs> you're going version. down to Third. Yeah, you're going down to Third Avenue. Third Avenue and Third Street. We'll uh, we'll go from there. Right. So and, uh, as you're going down, Staples will be on your left, and the Con Ed yard will be on your right. So while I'm traveling, if you could go over a bit of about, uh, I believe it was 18, uh, it might have been uh, uh, 1899 and uh, 1900, uh, the Dodgers of those era. When when did they switch the Baltimore Orioles roster to the Brooklyn Dodgers roster? Uh, that's correct. The Baltimore Orioles, a lot of those players were incorporated into the Dodgers. Uh Let's be more exact. Why make things up? I'll bring it up. Uh, but you're right. right in that respect that that was the way it went down. 
that was the way it went down. It, uh, you know, excited the, the Brooklyn faithful uh, as a borough for the first time ever and uh, going into the new century. And uh, it couldn't have been farther from what was going to be the norm. <laughs> Uh, those, those, uh, they won the championship those uh, two years, and um, everything fell apart for uh, Ned Hanlon after that. I mean, it, it's just still so ponderous to me that the team is gone, you know, that it's gone, that they up and right. left Brooklyn. Ponderous. So I'm at the corner of 3rd Avenue and 3rd Street now. So All right, so... Uh, you should be by the fence portion, pick up where the brick wall is, and head towards 1st Street. Head towards 1st Street, which is the opposite way. No, okay. That's back towards downtown, right? 1st Street? Towards downtown, correct. All right, so there's a gravel uh, Con Ed plot at the right. corner of 3rd Street and 3rd Avenue. Yeah, okay. that's the open area, and then... Once you go up a little further, that's when the brick fixture starts. So this brick fixture was originally from the ball field? So that wall that extends all the way down to 1st Street and for about 100 feet up 1st Street, uh, yeah, that's part of the original wall from from federal, from federal uh, Washington Park where the Federal League Brooklyn Tip Tops played. Wow. You'd never know it. No, you but never. It does. You it never does. It, you know, there's a stamp on it that says "Free Brad Manning." <laughs> Whoever that is. Oh, that's great. That's pretty, pretty awesome. Thank you for that, Mike. That's what yeah, you're there here you go. for, right? I tried. All right. What little I know, I'll, I'll I'll share as much as I can. <laughs> well. I'm going to, uh, I wish I could take a trolley right now, but instead I'm going to pretend like I'm taking a trolley on my bike. It's pretty cheesy, but, you know, I'll, I'll run with it. We're in Brooklyn. There you go. Good. Ride like the All wind. right, so now we're going to go uh, to Bedford and Sullivan. Cool. Okay. What, Hold uh, on for a second. How do you plan on head? How do you plan on getting there? I plan on uh, heading... See, based off of where I am, go to the park. I think that we can head over to Ocean Avenue and take Ocean Avenue for that, that you know, coming around the bend of the park uh, towards Ocean Avenue. So it, it's interesting looking around here. you got a Whole Foods market. you got a, a factory that is says Factory 232. I have no idea what business that is. I don't know what uh, is there, but it, all these places clearly used to be factories. Actual factories. And hey, nothing, nothing, but in that open construction lot uh, across from the Con Ed yard, did you see that one one uh, brick building standing by itself on the corner? Yeah, it's still there, but it's uh, next to the Whole Foods now. Right. Well, I haven't seen that particular location in about a month and a half now, so I'm sure they did a lot with that Whole Foods location that, you know, I missed out on. But that I remember coming, I remember to coming to this building. I remember coming to this building uh, a little while ago, uh, you know, a few years ago, like 2011. Um, and they're turning that building. It's cool that they didn't turn it down. They're renovating it. Well, tell, tell us about this building. It sounds like you were about to. Well, that building belonged to a, uh, 
a, a construction company way back in the day. That is the first building constructed out of, uh, shall we say, formed cement and concrete and things of that nature. In and, and he and, and he built it to show what a viable product it was. It wasn't your typical brick-and-mortar structure. It was more of, uh, you know, casts and, and things like that. And uh, it was his advertisement, and, and that's how long that building is there. And they're trying to landmark it, but with uh, with not, not a lot of success, though. Yeah, well, whoever's working on the plot, and it looks like it's officially a Whole Foods store. It looks like that Whole Foods uh, is open. But um, whoever... Uh, is working on it is incorporating it. There's still scaffolding uh, around it, and you can see inside that the building is still secure. Well, so that's good. That's gonna, a good job I, I don't by know whether, Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Uh, it's at the corner of a Whole Foods now, but... <laughs> that's, that's good. That's a great job by somebody. Uh, maybe Whole Foods is responsible, I hope. But uh, the fact that that building is being restored uh, is a great thing. As a matter of fact, if you look at pictures from, like... Uh, 1914 and 1905 uh, of Washington Park. It's in the background is that building. You can see it. Oh, really? i got to take a look at that. Oh, man. I love this town. Off is, uh, I'm looking at the Williamsburg Savings Bank. And uh, Juno's father worked in there, uh, and I know this because of um, her book, Wait Till Next Year, is Doris Kearns Goodwin. That's where he would go from Rockville Center every day. Uh, to work. What did he take? He took the Long Island Railroad? Straight there. Exactly. Yep. I mean, I guess, yeah, but not straight there. you got to transfer to Jamaica. But... Hey, do you know anything about the uh, Kentile Floors sign? Uh, the reason why they don't take it down is because it's not cost-effective. It costs too much, and nobody's willing to foot the bill. Uh, very recently, I, I believe an artist for uh, one reason or another uh, made plans to illuminate it, but only for one day uh, for a project he was doing. I can't tell you the particulars, but that was the situation. Interesting. Um, I mean, it's not exactly in the way. Unless they no, would, have, it, it, would only, it would only be in the way if they wanted to build like you know something there. Yeah, uh, it'll remain there because, uh, you know, numerous owners of the property, and, you know, it's always been a discussion. Tear it down. It's an eyesore. Well, it's kind of iconic now. And uh, the last person is like, no, it's just not feasibly, economically feasible to bring it down. But somebody was going to illuminate it for just one night. Uh, I would be, I would, I would like to see it with some neon lights all the time. I mean, you know, maybe not during the day, but. That's, that's my preference. Um, I pulled off onto the side of the road real quick, uh, going down 3rd Avenue towards 9th Street. I'm going to turn onto 9th Street uh, and head up towards the park. That'll be a and, good you know, idea. Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll take the park over there. I think I mean, cause the, uh, the, path, the path will certainly get me to where we want to go. Uh, yeah, but, I uh, mean, if you, if you want to take the roundabout way, sure. I'm going to put the camera away for a little bit, unfortunately, because uh, it's just... Every t- you know what? I think every time I make this decision to put the camera away, like after the big four, uh, it starts happening, it, it, it starts going away. It, it just, it, it, I, I need to get used to this, Mike. This is, this is what, <laughs> what this bike ride is. It's just going to be periodically scattered. 
As a matter of fact, going through the park will work out well for you because once you get to Flatfish Avenue and Empire, uh, diagonally across from the radio antenna, there's a mural. There's a mural of the 47 National League champion Dodgers. Where where was that again? It's 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 on on Flatbush Avenue. Where Empire, Ocean Avenue, and Flatbush oh yeah, yeah, Verge. yeah. There's a mural yeah, that's a there. Great mural. Forty, yeah, of the forty-seven Dodgers. Well, at least something can be in that area that that says there used to be a ballpark at this corner that you'd be looking at right now. You know, because right. it's it's really they're not it's not like a pretty building. It's it's a perfect example of. Uh, of where I think architecture went wrong in the uh, latter part of the, of the century. Uh, that uh, the building that is now Ebbets Field Apartments is, is, is just it's not horrific. good looking anything at all. That, anything and everything they built in the 60s is just horrific. It really is. But uh, they're, they're, you know, luckily some things were spared. I mean, you see it throughout Brooklyn. And like we were just talking about that building, how did that building survive? I mean, that, that is the smallest building to be at, a, that, you know, the last time that I was there, it was a pretty empty lot and a pretty right. big empty lot. So, yeah, you know, it's, um, it, it's unfortunate, but they're really, uh, they're really doing a good job uh, bringing this place uh, back alive. Yeah, you know, time. It's, it's always time. Time All right, so I'm going to head. Fresh faces um, are also needed. Right. There are a lot of people coming from all over the country, uh, you know, hearing about Brooklyn as, uh, as it was starting to come back around. Um, going, I'm heading up uh, 9th Street now. Uh, it's, it's the widest street in Park Slope. I might, I might head back off, of, um, off to a, a skinnier street because just to, to get some of that uh, aesthetic, of those Park Slope uh, tree-lined brownstone streets. They're, they're really spectacular. Um, what, what, is, what is some of the history of Park Slope, if you, if you know off the top of your head? Uh, you, know, you know, I know that Brooklyn Heights was the, uh, was the first suburb. So how, how, how did Park Slope build up over the years? Uh, you know what? I'll answer it this way. I mean, Park Slope has undergone uh, a tremendous revitalization because, uh, I mean, people were just fleeing uh, in the 70s. So you had a lot of hardcore people that held on and and, and withstood some really tough times, and uh, it came back. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot to... There's a lot to uh, a lot to protect and a lot to hold on to, and you know, and, and there's a lot of history there that needs to be uh, taken care of, and, yep. and that's the way Park Slope really survived, because uh, for a while it just became a little enclave, and uh, well, it, it's alive and well now. I mean, <laughs> you go there if you want to see the uh, baby carriage Olympics. That's where you want to go. <laughs> Uh, tell us about the Baby Carriage Olympics. Uh, I've never heard of such a thing. Park Slope is getting a bad rap, a bad good, however you feel about it, you know, indifferent and whatnot. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's 
getting a reputation for, you know, Uber moms and, and, and you know, like I say, the, the stroller Olympics and self-righteousness. You know, basically, and, basically a lot of people running around with baby strollers. Yeah, you know, and there's a, little, a lot of self-righteousness Exercising. and blah going on over there. And, you know, it's funny, about six months ago, uh, an article in the paper uh, stated that a study was made and I think upwards of 50% of the uh, of the citizens of Parkville are cheating on each other. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because they go to those matching <laughs> websites. <laughs> what, like Ashley Madison or whatever? Yeah, whatever. Oh, man. Well, coming up so on they, Fifth Avenue and... Uh, they might look happy on the outside, but I wonder what's going on inside. I'm going to scream it out to them on my way past all of them. <laughs> I'll ask them. Hey, um, what are, what are some of your favorite spots around here in terms of uh, restaurants, in terms of... It, it, it's always been a popular place amongst, uh, how do we say, celebrities. Right. What are some celebrities uh, that live uh, around here? Oh, what's that guy? You know, I'm the worst with names and movies. I am the worst. But maybe you can point me in the right direction or I can help you. Uh, this guy, I can't believe I I can't come up with his name now because I, I know him. He's very popular, and I, I I've, I've said his name before, but he was in uh, crap. I'm the worst with this. I can't believe this. Uh, yeah, I, I might be able to help you if you, if you tell me who. Yeah, uh, what he still lives there. here. Come on, you know who it is. Uh, but what was he in? Steve Buscemi. Yes, yes, that's it. Steve Buscemi. He still lives here. <laughs> That's really funny because, uh, you know, there there are a lot of Brooklyn celebrities, but for some reason I knew that you were talking about Steve Buscemi. Now, what, he was in what's that the thing. female actress? Yeah, Steve Buscemi, the, Steve Buscemi is in that thing. What's the female actress now? She has black hair. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Who? Maggie Gyllenhaal. No, not her. Uh, she was... Did you ever see Once Upon a Time in America? No, actually, I've never seen that. All right, crap. Uh, what? Marissa is her Tomei. Name? Yes. No, no, not her either. <laughs> Marissa, uh, Marissa Tomei's from Brooklyn, though. Yeah, but she's not the one I'm thinking of. Uh, oh damn it, bro! I am the absolute worst with this because I. <laughs> what about uh, Annabella Ciora? No, it wasn't her either. Uh, she's, very American, she is extremely bro. good looking though. They're they're all very they, American. They, very American. Everybody we've been talking about is uh, pretty good looking. But who? What's her name? Uh, she's very American. Not one of those exotic names. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, uh, you know, you just while while we're, we keep talking, you can certainly uh, internet it since you have the internet capabilities. I'm uh, at 10th Street and 7th Avenue now. Is there any like pizza shop around here that you would recommend? You're at 10th Street and 7th Avenue right now? Uh-huh. Uh, actually, that place right on the corner of 9th Street is pretty good. Remember what it's called? Uh, no. Oh, uh, let's see. Let's see what it's called. Oh, man, what a what a sight. It's really pretty, Park Slope. I think her name is Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. No, it's not Michelle. Smiling Pizza Restaurant. 
I know you're trying to come up with the uh, the name of the lady, but yeah, I'm coming up on the line. Man. I mean, because let's face it, if the movie wasn't in the '70s or '80s, it's not like I'm not likely to know what it was, man. Right. You know, I think uh, I'm going to stop for a pizza. I got a long bike ride ahead of me, and uh, I might as well uh, try to taste some of the fanfare here. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you looking on the internet for this? Are you just rolling pictures of of, uh, of women right now? Both once. I can't. I mean, I'm, like, I'm locking my bike up. She's been in at least three movies I've seen. I can't even remember her name. Uh, Harry, what's, what's, Jennifer what's, Connelly. Oh, Jennifer Connelly's from Brooklyn, I did, or she lives in Brooklyn. Well, she lived in Brooklyn. No, she actually was both. She was from Brooklyn. She was from Brooklyn, and she uh, moved here, but she's since sold. Oh. So okay. she came, she saw, she bought, and she left. That's funny. How come you know so much about uh, these celebrities buying stuff here? Uh, you just hear it, man. <laughs> I, I don't have any inside information. <laughs> what about uh, what about Bensonhurst? Uh, anybody in particular from Bensonhurst? Uh, you know, uh, that, a well-known stature. Outside of baseball players, I mean, Lee Mazzilli was from here. Fred Wilpon was from around here. Of course. Uh, and then uh, a lot of the old-timers. Some of the old-timers were from around here. Don Rickles was from around here. That's right. I was, you know, I was just watching a lot of uh, Don Rickles uh, videos. I, I started. Uh, I think, he was um, on letter. He was on Late Show one night, and he's just so. I also, believe, just, uh, I also believe Joey Bishop was from here. Oh, Joey Bishop, of course. Of course. Al Capone's from here. Right. He got baptized in that Russian uh, Red Hook. Could I get a cheese slice, please? Yeah, just one. Which place in Brooklyn? Uh, there's a church uh, just off the tunnel. Oh, oh, there's there's a church in Brooklyn. I had no idea. <laughs> you go figure, right? <laughs> but uh, there's a right. church in Red Hook where he was baptized. Hold on for a second. I was thinking about getting like a specialty uh, like the uh, the grandma, the ricotta. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with that. That's delicious stuff. Right, you can't go wrong with that. But I decided to just go traditional cheese. Thank you. All right, well, Mike, uh, you're gonna have to talk for a bit because I don't want to be uh, having a mouthful of pizza. <laughs> hey man, you know I'm a traditionalist. I I I, 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 t- I just tend to stick with my Sicilian or regular slice. Uh, lately, I've been getting crazy with uh, vodka slices, uh, but you can't go wrong with grandma. Otherwise, all this all this new wave pizza with you know Caesar salad pizza and macaroni pizza and buffalo chicken pizza, bro, I can't do that, man. That's just against you my know, nature. You know, I I had a, a crab pizza. And um, <laughs> artichoke, you ever been to artichoke? Uh, no, I mean, I've had them, but not not on pizza, no. <clears throat> right, but there's this place called Artichoke Pizza, and, and everybody raves about this artichoke slice, and, I, you know, and the crab slice, was, I can't do the artichoke slice, but the crab slice was, 
was good. It just wasn't pizza. It right. tastes like pizza. Right. You know? So, uh... Like a cookie pizza I'm, would taste more like pizza. So anyway, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm having an original cheese slice with some oregano and, uh, and cheese on it as well. I'm a little bit old-fashioned in that respect. I don't experiment much with my food tastes. Oh, I do. I'll put whatever together. I hear you. I mean, like, I actually got chocolate on my chicken once. That, that sounds really gross. <laughs> you got chocolate on my crab roll. Right. Oh, man. It's still, quite, it's still quite the day, even though it's raining. Absolutely. Park Slope looks good. These are moving showers. It's really expensive, though. I remember my, my friend lived in a brownstone in one of the smallest apartments that was like 1750 Yeah, I, I mean, everything in Brooklyn is ridiculous. It really is. I mean, studios, no matter where you go anymore. But, uh, I is mean, there any, natural. Is, right. Is there any place that, you know, because I'm looking soon, <laughs> is there any place where the prices might actually still be reasonable? In Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. Uh, that depends on what your, you know, definition of reasonable is. What about flat? Uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna find a house, uh, anywhere under a half a million anywhere. I don't think anymore. Right. Uh, and uh, you know, on average, you're gonna be paying a million. You know, uh, you can certainly count on paying uh, three quarters of a million for a house. Of course. And uh, that goes for the, uh, all the new uh, construction, too, all the new condominiums and whatnot. Same thing. You can expect to pay three-quarters of a million dollars for a two-bedroom. That's pretty remarkable. It's a battle for space. When there's no more space, it goes to the highest bidder. It's so, like, there's so much space in all of New York City, you know, let alone Brooklyn. And just thinking about how there isn't at the same time, because it's also about what's desirable. Right, and it's only recently that you know, as you went through downtown, that all those high rises started taking, you know, form and raising to the sky. Otherwise, uh, for the longest right. time, for the longest time, Williamsburg Savings Bank was the tallest building in Brooklyn. Huh. And all those places, you know, we're talking about the factories. Those all used to be factories. Right. You know, so now over the last 10 years, man, you got at least a dozen to 15, if not a couple of more buildings that, you know, are touching the sky now and just totally transform the downtown Brooklyn skyline. It is a very pretty skyline. Excuse me. For, and, and, plus uh, got, and now you got Brooklyn Bridge Park over there, you know, and if you think back on the history of that location, that was the waterfront piers. And those piers were just riddled with mafia. You know, I, fi- I finally checked that out, actually. I'd never been to Brooklyn Bridge Park, and uh, it was quite something. Yeah, and no, they, they have a factory they... there. Uh, I, I, I've never been to St. Anne's Warehouse, but I know that it already exists. And, yeah. um, and they're, I guess they're expanding it because the warehouse right, right next to the park is going to be getting a facelift. Right. But uh, they're doing a great job with that uh, with that whole park. Excuse me, did that used to not exist? What the park? 
Yeah, well, you know, was there never actually a, you know, a park area right under the bridge? No. Was it all just factories? It was all factories and, and trains and, and shipping. That's what it was. Uh, that was, you know, if you wanted to define Brooklyn, Brooklyn was waterfront, uh, rail, shipping, uh, import, export, manufacturing, and and that was the hub. That was, that was uh, ground zero, so to say, the Brooklyn waterfront, all the way from uh, the Brooklyn Navy Yard all the way down through Red Hook. It was just that was the dominant industry until until what? Until New Jersey took all that all that work away. Right. <laughs> uh, freaking Jersey, man. Yeah, but especially where Brooklyn Bridge Park is, that was all pier fronts. And uh although the old, although you the know old Furman Street was, was all train tracks, you know, that serviced the, the waterfront back down to the army terminal in, in in Bay Ridge and uh you know, uh Bush terminals. That was they were all linked. And these rail links actually go all the way out to the eastern tip of Long Island still. It's a it's a shame that nobody comes and reclaims this and reinvigorates an industry. Talk uh, expand a little bit on, on that. You were saying that there's train tracks that go all the way from the waterfront, the tip of the tip of this side of Long Island in Brooklyn, all the way out to the other tip of Long Island? most definitely, yes. That's, that's, yes, you know. uh, there's a whole network. And they're, and they're, but, they're not being, but they're not being used at all. Uh, in minimalist capacity, very few, very little activity on those rail links. And, and you know, I, I'm not even sure in what capacity anymore. Everything's being done on trucks these days. But, I mean, uh, over on the Brooklyn waterfront by the Bush terminals, uh, you know, on the other side of the Gowanus from Sunset Park, uh, you got the Army Terminal down on 65th Street and 1st Avenue. These were all major industrial centers, man. And uh, all the shipping came right into the slips. All the trains came right to the slips. And everything was just everything just took place right there. And those rail links from the Brooklyn waterfront went all the way out to the eastern tip of Long Island. And they still do. They're still connected. They're still serviceable. Somebody could just come and reclaim them and... I don't know. I don't know how feasible it is and what industry you're really going to put on those rails, but it, it just seems like such a waste. Yeah. No, it certainly is. Uh, are these the type of ones, when, you, when you're passing through uh, South Williamsburg uh, and you see rails that go into, you know, that right now has fences over, you know, there's grass growing in there, uh, those type of rails go are the ones that connect all the way to the uh, Long Island. These are the that type of of factory rails that you, you're referring to. Uh, now, you said South Williamsburg. Which rails in particular? When uh, I forget what the street is. It might be Morgan Street. Uh, but when passing by, there, there are, are tracks that go into uh, different, you know, um, garages inside these, uh, these, these factories. And oh, yeah. So at some point, yeah, they're all, they're all linked. That's great. And, and, the, and the tracks and the factories, you know, they were all designed for the trains to pull through the buildings, you know, and out on the other side. I mean, it was a marvelous network. Mm-hmm. If you go to the Bush terminals, you could really see it. You could see really see the lattice of tracks and, and the old cobblestone streets and how uh, they, you know, weaved in and out of every building and down to the waterfront. Amazing. It would have been really nice to see Brooklyn at its, in its heyday, 
at work. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, when, when the breweries were, were still kicking and the Navy Yard was still kicking and that whole waterfront was still kicking, this must have been a marvelous place. So I want to give an update to the audience. I have finished my pizza, and <laughs> and I'm now back on the bike at 7th Street and 8th Avenue. Um, right. I think there's, there's a synagogue near here that, uh, that's really pretty. Down 8th Avenue, closer yeah, there's to... Another, uh, there's another thing you don't see in Brooklyn all the time, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Churches and synagogues. Hey, you know, yeah, the man. place was called the... The place was called the City of Churches, uh, really before it was called anything churches. else. The Borough of Churches. Yeah, eventually, and, and eventually that. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but outside of Israel itself, this is the largest Jewish population on the planet, no? Right, and a lot of that reason is because, uh, you know, the Ashkenazis who had to flee Europe, uh, they came here and kept their tradition, and that's why you get a lot of the Hasidans. That's correct. That, that wasn't really here before that. I guess probably there was uh, a first wave. There was probably a first wave during during the the immigration boom in the uh, well, excuse me in the nineteenth century. Yeah, give, no, give kudos to them because, like you say, they were part of the initial wave. You know, so they've right, been what I had heard was that it really, you know, what we now see in Brooklyn is because of World War Two. Yes, because of World War Two. Right, just because no, of the, the Jewish population started in the Lower East Side, uh, and right, we're talking right. 1800s, the turn of the century. You know, and when they built the Williamsburg Bridge, and when they built the Brooklyn Bridge, and when they built the three bridges, that's what really opened. But you think the pockets in, say, Borough Park and Crown Heights and Williamsburg have more to yeah. do with migration from Eastern Europe than from Manhattan itself? Um. Yeah, it, you know, the, that's what I that's what I heard on uh actually I think it might have been I don't want to really quote this uh saying I read it on Wikipedia, but I I either saw it, saw it on New York Jewish documentary or uh read it somewhere. That the, the biggest push to the Hasidic community that is now currently uh here in Brooklyn was because of of World War 2. And um you know, it was it was about keeping their tradition alive and you certainly see that tradition right. being kept alive. But I think that's all they that's really that's what they are, their tradition. Right, right, right. Um so I am now on Prospect Park West. Looking at the park. No, and, and uh, God this is why I'm happy it, it's kind of rainy because you can really like smell the spring in the air with all the all the you know, all all the plants and and the grass in uh, Prospect Park is just absolutely, you know, uh, glowing right now with green. It's it's really really beautiful. Prospect Park is a really really pretty place. <coughs> Excuse me. In Prospect Park West, I mean, this is pure luxury. You know what's funny. Huh. You're going around Brooklyn, and you're, you're by the Arch, and you're by Prospect Park, and you're, be, you're going to be coming up on the library and the museum, and and things of that nature. You go back a hundred years, and it was like it was the Rockefellers, and it was the in competition with each other to build and give. 
you know, when they were done with the Empire, they built, say, Carnegie Hall and Rockefeller Center, and you got these guys that came from there and designed the Prospect Park. You know, I don't think you're going to get that today. There's no such thing as that kind of uh, financial, uh, you know, uh, uh, goodness, I don't think, anymore. Right. That's a good point. You know, I don't think you're going to get these institutions. Like, who built the public library on 42nd Street or MoMA? Or, or the Museum of Natural History. Who built these things for us? These are donations by right. filthy rich people. Right. Who wanted their you cities, uh, you know, who, who really felt that the cities were their, their home and that's where they wanted to reinvest their money. Right. Certain, but, I places. mean, who's, who's going to do that for us nowadays? Who's doing that for us nowadays? I think there's some, you know, uh, philanthropists out there. I mean, you hear good things about Warren Buffett and, and uh, Bill Gates, and I'm sure there's some who are anonymous, too. You know, I mean, all these people who gave all this money back in the day, and yes, they were, uh, you know, they, they were uh, uh, magnificent structures, but they also had their, these people's names on it. <laughs> right. I mean, we knew who you know. it was. We knew where it came from. You know, I mean, is there something in New York City that Bill Gates secretly gave us that we don't know about? No, but, you know, I, 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 I wish I could answer it. I wish I had more knowledge of modern-day uh, uh, wealthy rich people <laughs> than I currently do. All right, so we got the library coming up. Got to try to click that. There we go. And the library is really library. a spectacular-looking structure. I mean, uh, my God, it, it, what, a, what a golden... Masterpiece up, uh, out front. It's a spectacular library. I spent a couple of days in there trying to go back through uh, some old baseball archives, you know. What did you find? What were you looking for in particular? I was looking for nothing. I was just, you know, surfing and just encountering stuff back in, you know, going back into the 1800s. And, uh, you know, whatever I could fit in in a couple of hours' time that they gave me. And, you know, I, I spent two days, uh, maybe two summers ago doing that and maybe a day five years ago doing that. Just fascinating things, combing over the old newspapers and box scores and uh, uh, Henry Chadwick's uh, complete uh-huh. volume of work. Pretty amazing stuff. Well, you know, I'm writing right next to the uh, Brooklyn Botanical Gardens, which I, I hate to admit to myself and to everybody out there that I've never been to, Mike. Neither have I. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I've been to the museum, I've been to the library, I've never been to the botanical garden. Oh, man, this is absolutely beautiful. And there's so much green around right now. Yeah. I mean, and this this is the kind of, of spring day that you want. You know, you want, it to, to, you want the stuff, the plants that are starting to, uh, to blossom and bloom. You want them to get a, a little bit of sun in the morning and to get some water in the afternoon. And it. it's not like it's coming down hard. It's just, you know, it's a little sprinkle for, for everything, and you just see it. It's just, it's, uh, and in short time, you should be coming up to the museum. Written. Yeah, uh, not coming up to the museum. I am going on Splatbush. I, just, I, I wanted to go up Bedford Avenue uh, on Evans Field. Okay. To Bedford and Sullivan. So that's, that's what I decided to take as opposed to going through the park. I, I opted out of going through the park. 
and uh, we're coming up on. I wish I had a little bit of time to go to the uh, the Lowe's King Theater, but I don't have that much time to go down Twyford Avenue, so I'm going to turn on Empire Boulevard towards Bedford. And uh, there well, they are. I see the I tip a... of uh, I see the tip of them, and it, I, you know I was sta- I was standing in the park the other day, walking one of the paths, and you know you see part of uh, of that that structure from there, and um, you just uh, you wonder how much of uh, Evans Field you could see from the park. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the theater. I saw. I saw The Exorcist there. Oh, wow. And The Omen there. Yeah, I saw The Exorcist there, and I saw The Omen there. My sister and it closed took me. in 1977. That's correct. That's a 3,000 theater. Let me tell you something. The inside of that place, I mean, even in the day, it was, it was run down, but you could tell it was so magnificent. Hmm. Well, yeah, I was young, man. I mean, my sister ruined me. She's eight years older than me. So wherever oh she wanted, wherever she went, I you know she naturally had to take me. So here I am. Let me see, 1973, when The Exorcist came out, I was only six, going on seven, bro. Oh my God, bro! I cropped my pants. You well, kidding me? Hey, hey, you know it, it toughened you up as the, you know you're a Brooklyn kid and growing up in yeah, the 70s. Yeah, certainly did. Real you quick, real Man. quick. I mean, in succession, I saw <laughs> the 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 Exorcist, The Omen, and Jaws because of her. Wow. I saw Jaws when I was two years old, and I got so scared that I didn't go in the ocean for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, you weren't the only one, bro. <laughs> two years old. And my, my big sisters, my my uh, my big sisters showed me Jaws. And, uh, yeah. Wasn't now, I, was, Jaws I, I saw the ocean, I was like, hell no. Jaws, Jaws was in, what, 75, right? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I was like eight going on nine then. All right, so we're coming up to the... Uh, the mural. It's a nice one. It is a nice one. Even All McDonald's right. across the street, you know, they have a, a Jackie Robinson motif going on in there, too. That's Wendy's. All right, man. It's Wendy's. No, no. Across the street from <laughs> Wendy's. Oh, yo. It's Wendy's McDonald's. Now or McDonald's? Yeah, yeah. The Wendy's, the Wendy's across the street from the mural does have Jackie Robinson hung up. Uh, at the corner of, of Montgomery Street, uh, the famous one where he's walking on Sullivan Place towards, I'm sorry, it's towards McKeever Place, McKeever and, and Sullivan. That, is, that, that was where home plate was. That was where the rotunda was, Right. McKeever and Sullivan. All right, well, I am uh, coming around the bend of Empire now. Uh, yeah, so there's a Wendy's across the street from the mural. They they have the Jackie Robinson thing, and I don't think I've ever, <coughs> excuse me, I don't think I've ever been to the McDonald's. Um, but you're telling me they they have some Evansfield stuff, they have some Dodger stuff there. That is correct. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, maybe uh, you might want to postpone that trip to Queens as a flood advisory for the borough now. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, <clears throat> do me a favor. I mean, you know, this is this is this is a it's a Saturday night. If I'm going to go to the game, I wouldn't care 
if it, you know, if if I'm going till midnight again. All right, um, let's take a look. Take a look, because I'm. I mean, we're coming up to basically the last stop in terms of the Brooklyn baseball uh, bike bike tour. And, All right. Um, what we got? I'd love to uh, to hit up some baseball after this one, but between I six and seven. Uh, perhaps showers. Feels like 73 degrees with a 35% of precip. Between 7 and 8, precip increases to 50%. And then between 8 and 9, it drops down to zero. And that's what we call a baseball game, getting in. That is correct. (laughs) Show up, the tarp will be on the field, you have an extra hot dog, and before you know it, It'll be called to play ball. Exactly. All right. Well, we're uh, almost to the corner of Bedford and Sullivan, which is a pretty spectacular moment in this podcast. <laughs> I mean, how how often does somebody get to say that they're live on air on the Bedford and Sullivan podcast on location at Bedford and Sullivan? That's right. Where there's a Burger King. <laughs> that that's, building what we, uh, across, that's what we got right now. That Bedford building Avenue across the street from uh, from McKeever and Sullivan is still an original building, I believe. It's funny that you should say that because there's construction going on there right now. Oh, so maybe that building is toast. <laughs> so not the right aid, but... You're talking about remarkable, dude. Well, there is no longer a ballpark there. And I'm still not certain whether, you know, a plaque of home plate exists or doesn't exist there. I mean, I'll tell you right now, that if there was a plaque, I'm fairly certain it would be inside. Based off of looking at the plot of land, it really wouldn't, you know. Because the parking lot would encompass what was the rotunda. Uh, not That's a parking. What, what, what would be the rotunda? Um, I still think is a has. Um, Oh, i got to break it right now, uh, what I was saying, because they drew a Jackie Robinson mural outside the Rite Aid across the street from there. Oh, so that's nice. nice. That's nice. And the school across the street also has a mural on their wall. Right. The school across the street is called the Jackie Robinson School, isn't it? That is correct. Intermediate school. Well, we're now at Bedford and Montgomery, the... Uh, where the center field stands used to be. Um, I'm going to get myself a photo of this. Oh, man. The brick wall just up the block on Bedford, that's nice because it has the Ebbets Field on it, and if you crop it right, you could just get the brick wall saying Ebbets Field. Yeah, I I, I have to say, since I lived here, uh, Rogers Avenue and Eastern Parkway for uh, three years. I lived uh, right around the corner from Ebbets Field, and I, I've gotten that photo 
numerous times. Yeah. <laughs> it is cool that it just does have its field, and yet I've talked to people in the neighborhood who don't even know there was a ballpark there. Yeah, man. There's a lot of apathy in this borough, bro. Uh, and then you got Met Everest College, and um, you know that's nice that there's there's and there's you know some new buildings here with this college. It looks like it's uh, coming around. Well, I'm heading up Bedford Avenue towards Eastern Parkway. Uh, Eastern Parkway is just one of my favorite streets in all of the world. It's a nice walk. It's a nice bike path. Yeah. And the Dodgers used to play on Eastern Parkway, uh, you know, infrequently also. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, uh, I think it was called Eastern Park. And Eastern. it was somewhere off Eastern of... Eastern Park. Yeah, it was somewhere somewhere off of Eastern Parkway, uh, more as you get to, out towards uh, Brownsville and East New York out there. Uh, but, yeah, they played in a park out there very infrequently. Now, do you remember what factory is up here at President Street and Bedford Avenue? President Street and Bedford Avenue, what factory was there? Was it a paper factory or a brewery? It used to be a brewery. It's across the street from the armory. That you see you see the armory in a lot of shots for Right. Um, for Evans, you know, hub, uh, the, the helicopter shot at Evans Field. A brewery or a paper factory? And that's going back to what you said, you know, there, uh, how Prohibition uh, ruined yeah. the borough. It really did. It really did. I mean, in both episodes, the Navy Yard and Prohibition, I mean, it just ruined livelihoods and, you know, just people fled fled the borough with, you know, because they had no opportunities of uh, reestablishing themselves after that. I think that's where I'm going to head up. Uh, and then take I know, I know you're to Roosevelt close, Avenue. I know you're close to the old Heinz factory. Well, maybe that's what it was. The old Heinz, a red building? Uh, yeah. I mean, brick red. Brick red, yeah. So that might that might have been the old Heinz building. Oh. Okay, are they... They just had a factory out here, but they're not from Brooklyn, are they? That is correct. Okay. Oh, man, I've arrived to Eastern Parkway. If you go out into the center of Eastern Parkway, obviously safely, mind you, um, you can see the top of the Brooklyn Museum, the dome of the Brooklyn Museum, down the hill. I'm going to get off here to take an appropriate shot off my bike. I don't know what's going on over there. All right, let's see. So you're at Eastern Parkway in Bedford? Yeah, I guess you got to go a little farther on the Rogers to see the, uh, where I used to live to see the, to see the top of the dome. Because I'm not really catching it right now. So what I'm going to do now is go down Bedford Avenue towards Flushing Avenue and uh, head towards the Navy Yards, actually. All right. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to take that to uh, up to Greenpoint Avenue. I'm going to catch Greenpoint Avenue in Greenpoint. Um, well, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, the upper part of Brooklyn that we're headed towards. 
what what are what do you know about uh, Greenpoint? Greenpoint is the oldest neighborhood in Brooklyn. Really? Yeah. That was okay. the first. And then uh, and who who first settled down there? Uh, that would have been the Dutch. Of course. You know, the the, the Dutch uh, dominated the, era, the the area before the British came, so that would have been them. And, uh, yeah, uh, that was the first, the first settlement or the first village or the first, you know, whatever. Well, that's pretty and, neat. I don't think I, I I think I'm sure that I've heard something along that line those lines from the uh the Brooklyn Borough historian Ron Schweiger on on here. Um yeah, I mean I, I know that Williamsburg been... used to have used to be its own city. Yes. Before well, back, incorporating you know, into Brooklyn. Back in the back in the earliest days, yeah, they were all their own uh I think they were still villages. I don't think they actually called themselves cities. You know, but whatever. But nonetheless, <laughs> yeah, they were all they, they were all their independent entities. So Williamsburg exactly. they were sprung up, Bushwick, Bushwick sprung up, and and Greenpoint. But Greenpoint's the oldest neighborhood in Brooklyn. It you know it's interesting uh, the kind of uh, you know obviously Brooklyn has gone through many many different uh, uh, different looks uh, throughout the century, and Williamsburg included. Um, it's just, it's unbelievable the kind of look it has now, that, that it's just become, and I guess it started in the late 90s, really, uh, that it just became this uh, hipster paradise. Right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one better. Having spoken, you know, and having, having friends out there and whatnot, there's one particular gentleman, he's 92 now. He turned 92 this year, and he shared a story with me over the winter uh, that I found, you know, pretty pretty remarkable, really, how... Say uh, back in the fifties and back in the sixties, how people from Greenpoint used to look down on people from Williamsburg. Really? Yeah. So saying that Greenpoint was the place to be, and Williamsburg wasn't. North Side, at least. And what did, what happened to Greenpoint after that? Uh, I mean, like what kind of, what... Say again. No, go ahead. Uh, well, no, Greenpoint, you know, uh, again, a lot of manufacturing over there. But uh, uh, the, the, uh, the Polish in particular really populated, populated that area. And, you know, they've stayed strong and vibrant throughout the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like everything else in Brooklyn, you know, it was a, it was a deterioration and a breakdown and infrastructure and the movement of industry because Greenpoint, uh, like the rest of the uh, waterfront, was at the epicenter of all that shipping. Right, of course. You know, um, and, and, and if you didn't work on the docks or on the trains, you know, uh, a 10-minute commute in the opposite direction, you were working at the breweries. Right, Exactly. And I guess that's starting to come back with the whole craft beer thing, when you think about it, when yeah. it comes to Brooklyn. I mean, they got, uh, you know, obviously, Brooklyn Brewery. When I, I had a good one last night that I had never tried uh, called the uh, the Dry Irish Stout. That was a, that was a pretty good Brooklyn. Um, but, 
you know, you get a, a six points is, is the uh, the latest Brooklyn beer that uh, that's the craze, I guess. Well, you know what? It, it, it takes all it takes is one, you know. And I applaud Brooklyn Brewery, you know, for coming here. And even if they weren't first, they were the first player to come here and, and establish themselves and promote themselves and really make a push to change things, you know. And, and I applaud them for that. And, and you see what everyone else is piggybacking on now. Right. Exactly. Um. Where they have the brewery downtown, did that used to be, uh, how has that just, how, how old is Brooklyn Brewery anyway? How old is Brooklyn Brewery? I think they may be around 25 years now. Okay. And so was that and, always uh, a, a, was that warehouse, I mean, obviously you might not know this, and, and who knows the history of what that warehouse housed, uh, but was that a brewery before, or, I mean, it could have no. been anything, really. Uh, that you know that all came about due to rezoning uh, Brooklyn Brewery. That all came about due to rezoning. Let me see. Let's see what they say about this. <laughs> this is how we do. You know, I throw you curveballs. <laughs> you uh, you pull up Wikipedia. Oh boy. I'm going to go right to the source and see what they have to say there about you go. it. Enter. Uh, mind you, mind you, I'm passing through Bedford Stuyvesant right now, uh, which is also has come around um, from what people thought was, uh, you know, that it was not exactly a place to live for a while. But uh, and that's too bad because I mean, it's it. You're looking at it. It's one of the most beautiful. Neighborhoods in, in all of uh, in all of uh, Brooklyn, and uh, it got such a bad rap for so long. It, it is what you know people make of it. Uh, just give me a second. Let me answer this call. Mm-hmm. Yo, hey, talk to me. <laughs> well, everybody, uh, I'm currently at Clifton and Bedford Avenue uh, while Michael is on the call. Well, I'm coming home and. I'm passing the uh, the G train oh, at uh, know, Lafayette bro. Avenue, uh, Bedford Lafayette stop, I believe. Uh, the G train's a, an interesting character because uh, when it's when it's working, when you get on it at uh, Court Square in um, in yeah, Queens in Long Island City, maybe, no, you know what, we'll get it. Uh, it definitely um, you know it goes quickly. You get uh, down. It's the only it's the only thing on the Long Island. Uh, side of the city that uh, you're able to go from Queens to Brooklyn, and it really does uh, come in handy in certain spots. But generally speaking, uh, they call it okay. the ghost train. Okay, Michael. <laughs> Sorry about so that I, I started talking. To, so while you were on that phone call, uh, I started talking about the G train because I was passing the uh, the Bedford Lafayette stop or whatever it's uh, Bedford Nostrand Avenue, I think is, is the actual stop it's called. So I was talking right. about how. You know, when you pick up the when you pick up the G train in Long Island City, it's a pretty convenient train, considering it's the only one on the Long Island side of of uh, New York. Um, well, it's the only well, you train know, that gen- services. Generally speaking, they call it the ghost train. <laughs> it's the only one that services Brooklyn and Queens direct. And that's convenient. That comes in handy when when uh, you don't want to go into the city just to loop back around. 
that is that is correct, man. Because let me tell you something. In order to go from Brooklyn to Queens or Queens to Brooklyn, having to go through Manhattan first is just terribly inconvenient. So that the, the uh, G you, train G stands for good. Yeah. <laughs> and you can obviously take the buses, but I mean, I don't want to take a bus. Generally, I yeah. mean, like uh, the bus can be convenient as well. But generally speaking, I'm not I'm not looking to take the bus. The bus a is a long day, man. That's a long yeah, commute. Bus, oh, it's a long, it's a really long commute. You got the lights that you have to deal with. It's it's just not uh, not preferable. But um, we're getting into uh, we're getting to, into the Hasidic part. Now, when I yeah, come up me, on Myrtle, when I when I come up start, on Myrtle, go ahead. And let me circle back to the brewery again. Uh, in 2013, last year, they celebrated the 25th anniversary. So uh, ah, I guess okay, that was all by a year. All right. Well, I'm passing Myrtle right now just to put us in place where uh, where I am in Brooklyn. I'm passing Myrtle and Bedford. Now, am I in Williamsburg now? Is this generally, uh, you know, if you're as a real estate person, you're calling this Williamsburg? Uh, if you're at Myrtle and you said Bedford? Uh-huh. Myrtle and Bedford. Uh, I'm trying to picture it. Oh, okay. I know where you are. You're you're like right next to the highway. Um, yeah, I'm basically lot, you know, uh, parallel with the highway right now, about to right. cross so, Park uh, Avenue. Yes, that is considered Williamsburg, and that would okay. be that would be the Orthodox part. Right, right, exactly. Uh, and it certainly is. You see a lot of Hebrew around, um, and uh, the you know something. Something that is is very uh, characteristic of Hasidic neighborhoods are these balconies with a lot of guardrails. Yeah. And Honda and, uh, and, and Honda Odyssey. I mean, I remember I I was like not really paying attention. I, oh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that since I was on a bike when this uh, story took place. But I was going by uh, a while ago where I just went by, and I wasn't really looking at it right now, and I didn't take uh, didn't take any photos, which I should have. I can loop back around. But there's just this line of, of parked cars that are only Honda Odyssey, and you get your occasional Toyota Sienna in there. It goes like, like Odyssey, 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 Sienna. Odyssey, 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 Odyssey. It's, uh, and obviously they're parked today because it's shopping. Now, they are not driving go, these cars right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> going back to all those windows with the gates. Oh, uh, yes. That's like another playground for the children who aren't old enough to go to school yet. If you go to the neighborhood in the middle of the day, children play in that gate. For right. me, it's ponderous. It's ponderous to me. But whatever. You know, I'm nobody's keeper. But it's it's like another play area. I am uh, I am Jewish, um, but I would certainly use the word ponderous to describe uh, the people you were talking about. I, I you know I don't care where you're from. That to me is ponderous. Letting your I love that uh, that that is your word. <laughs> <laughs> you know, letting your 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 preschool child play suspended. 
two, three, sometimes four stories above sidewalk level in yeah. what is <laughs> gates around the window. Ponderous. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do so you what, have what any insight into that? No, I, I don't. I, I don't have any uh, Hasidic relatives. Have um, you ever witnessed that in downtown Brooklyn? In oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, For I, sure. mean, I, I mean, I, whenever work takes me through there, I, I look and I look and I, I look in astonishment, bro. I really do. As a parent, I look in astonishment. Well, uh, you know, the way I say it, um, being a biker and being on, on a, a bike right now, I'll tell you, there's nothing scarier been pulling up beside a Hasidic driver. It is, uh, if you want to talk about uh, metaphorically uh, speaking <laughs> and, liter- and, and, and literally speaking, that they are in their own world, um, you know, that's, uh, that's how they drive. And I've never gotten into an accident with one, but you're just like... Uh, very, uh, very aggressive. <laughs> exactly. Hold up. Bedford Avenue and Penn Street. We are at Bedford Avenue and Penn Street in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Bedford Avenue and Kent. Okay. No, 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 no. Penn. Not, oh, not Penn. yet up Bedford on Kent. Penn. Yeah, Penn. Gotcha. Bedford and Penn. Know it well. Now we're uh, about to pass the highway. Right around there is the brick wall that says no ball playing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about, right? I believe so. I don't know uh, where I could find it right now. So I will continue on my journey. Speaking of which, how much time, wh- where are we on time? Uh, it is now 621. Wow. 6.21. It's actually earlier than I expected it to be. Ah. And uh, so I got plenty of time for a 7.10 pitch uh, to get to City Field. Yes, you do. Now, I am coming up on Rodney Street. Uh, you know, what's interesting about this a- area is uh, you know, being near the bridge, you got the, the steakhouse, Peter Luger. Uh Have you ever been there? Uh, yeah, but the last time I was there was like 10 years ago. <laughs> My wife was there this year, though. Now, how is it? I mean, it's world famous. Uh, I mean, you want to speak frankly? Yeah. Uh, they got bad attitudes. Okay. Uh, it's overhyped, overpriced. But damn, is it a good steak? <laughs> now that I mean, is that's talking, they, frankly. Yeah, I mean that's what they got going for them. It's a good steak, but it's tremendously overpriced. It's overhyped, and uh, yeah, they're rude as hell. You know, and that's not just me saying that. You know, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that uh, from other people as well. You're not the first person who has said Maybe that that's part of the ambiance. Uh, right. That's the that's the Brooklyn attitude you're paying for, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> come on, come on. Uh, there's there's something called courtesy. There you go. 
Oh, there it is. There's the Williamsburg Bridge. Uh, just up from, just a, uh, two blocks up from Peter Luger's, you would uh, you would find Patrice's over there. What's it called? Uh, Patrice's over there. Patrice, Patrizos, Patrizios. Is that like the uh, Italian place? Yeah, it's right on the corner. It's like uh, a block off Kent on Bedford. Oh, and I'm sorry, on Broadway. Peter Luger's on, on Broadway. On Broadway, okay. Right. But uh, Ron oh, Darling goes there from time to time. I saw Ron Darling at Finelli's Cafe in Soho. You, you know he lives in, in uh, Williamsburg, right? Oh, no, I didn't know that. That's pretty awesome. Well, you just learned something. He lives in uh, Northside. Well, he's he's pretty much the man. <laughs> he is. I mean, the fact that he's, he lives there really is cool. awesome. I think that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's here's a little digression for you. What I was wondering with the uh, the Brooklyn Nets is how many players are going to live right here in the borough. I wonder what the number of that is. I mean, because uh, I'm sure some of them, I'm sure like Darren Williams got a place in Jersey, probably still lives there. Uh, yeah, probably. But uh, I think, uh, you know, being that this is only year two and right in, in both years the, the roster flipped over so much, you know, something like that is going to need to work its way, you know, and, and normalize over the next couple of years. Right, exactly. And I, I have a feeling that somebody will, you know, rent out a brownstone or something like that. Most definitely. I, I, I expect it, as a matter of fact. All right, coming up to Broadway, sir, and everybody out there. This building, the Williams Art and Historical Center, uh, it's quite uh, it's quite yellow. The uh, the cement, and it looks like they're still working on it right now. Yeah. Um, but that's quite the building. And then they then you got the uh, the dome building over here, uh, which is now an HSBC. I guess it used to be a Williamsburg Savings Bank. That is correct. Uh, it just went oh, it just went through an extensive extensive renovation. And now it it houses HSBC. Well, it's interesting that you know obviously there's been a conglomeration of most of all these smaller banks that used to be all around uh, all around the the country, um, but it, I, I, no matter how cool Trader Joe's, uh, you know, how good Trader Joe's is and, and how much it's cool that they're using that, uh, the Bowery, or not the Bowery, I guess one of the, one of the uh, on Atlantic Avenue that we passed the other time that we were on the phone, uh, on the uh, podcast, uh, right. we passed that Trader Joe's that I guess is, uh, I think it was uh, the, a Brooklyn Trust Company building. And it's a Trader Joe's now. <laughs> and you see uh, a lot of these places, though, are still banks. You know, you got Chase taking over or or uh, HSBC, as we're talking about, uh, the one over here. And um, I'd rather them stay banks than become a Trader Joe's, no matter how good-looking that Trader Joe's is. Yeah, it kind of loses something, sure. I mean, you would think bank, institution, building like that, sure. All right, so we are now uh, on the other side of the bridge. We are in South 3rd Street and Bedford Avenue. Uh, the graffiti around here is just absolutely magnificent. It's something I got to give Williamsburg. I got to give credit to where credit is uh, is due to this place. It's spectacular. Coming up there's, on there's one right now. There's uh, El Puente, 
which is a uh, social organization there uh, around that neighborhood. They're responsible for that asthma uh, mural on uh, not Kent, not Weiss, uh Berry. On Berry and okay. I believe South Fifth, maybe. On the south side of Union. There's a really nice mural that they did over there on asthma. Outside of Union. Now I got to get to uh, the bike lane on uh, basically on the waterfront. That will probably be the easiest way for me to go right now. Passing Grand now. Uh, it is it's a ridiculously vibrant neighborhood now. Oh, yeah. There's so many people. So many people. Oh, yeah. It's like an ant colony compared to what it used to be. <laughs> um, the architecture is spectacular. You know, I, uh, there's certain parts I mean, of Williamsburg that I like more than others. Uh, back in, in terms the 70s of the and 80s. Back in the 70s and 80s, that's where people went to light their cars on fire. The insurance money. <laughs> All right, I'm at Barry and North First. I don't know where um, where Union is uh, comparatively, but all right. Metropolitan Barry's got a bike lane. Yeah, sort of. Uh, does Bedford have one? Because Bedford is a little 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 bit more vibrant than Barry, especially on the north. Side. Yeah, yeah. This is basically where they either. The clubs are, or or uh, you know Brooklyn Bowl, and right. I think Brooklyn Bowl is on there. And then you, you look like you got fact, a, you got a beer hall coming up uh, right now. Now that you're heading garden. in that direction, you're heading in the direction of Brooklyn Brewery. Yes. You know where it is. All right. Now the hotel across the street from Brooklyn Brewery. Are you familiar with it? I am not familiar with it. All right. Right across the street on the other side of White. There's a new hotel there. If now, you what, go street on the, is, uh, the bur- what street is the brewery again? I believe that's North 13th. Ah, north okay. 12th. Well, I'm in, north, I'm in North 6th right now. Yeah, I think it's like North 12th. And the brewery is on White. If you're coming down Berry, you'll see the uh, the whiskey factory instead. And you'll And you'll need to go down that block. Now, what I was getting back to is that hotel across the street from the brewery, from the Brooklyn Brewery. If you go on the side street and look up, there's a giant painted pennant of the Brooklyn Dodgers. Huh. All right, we're going to have to try to find it. That'll be exciting if we can. Okay. Coming up on North 7th now. And I think it's on Berry and North, maybe Tent, uh, Ted's, Teddy's, right on the corner. I like to eat there. Teddy. They filmed a couple of episodes of, uh, what was that HBO special? Uh, Ghost of Flat, oh, there you go, special, wait, uh, True no, the, uh, the Mob, the Mob, uh, the Mob, uh, Empire. Right, that. They filmed a couple of episodes out of Teddy's place. 
I was just passing something called the Brooklyn Ale House that says it was established in 1897, so I had to take a photo of that one. Perfect. All right, coming up on North 9th. Um, you, you know what I've been noticing at Met Game is it seems as if the crowd who now lives in Greenpoint and uh, in Williamsburg with uh, access to uh, the G-Train, as we were talking about, and even on the weekends, the G-Train is still generally going halfway into Brooklyn. Um, right. And it seems as if that might be the crowd that's going to start coming out to some of these Met games. Well, based on what a I've lot been of things walking around. A lot of things have changed, you know, and that's that's part of it. But I also believe, like, whereas one day, let's say, I was buying my own season tickets, but ever since they mm-hmm. built City Field and you know this obscene pricing that they've started, now you have people. Now you have four people chipping in on season tickets. Mm-hmm. So you're not mm-hmm. getting that same passionate guy on a regular basis anymore. You know, now you're getting different people uh, almost on, on a nightly basis. The return right. customer is the one who's getting weeded out. You know, as, as, whereas fans, let's just, you know, pick arbitrary numbers. You know, a fan who planned on attending 15 games a season, 10 years ago. Well, now he's probably down to five. Meaning he doesn't even have the playoff package if, you know, we're so yeah, lucky. Right. You know, I mean, with the with the price of things, maybe that guy's down to five, you know. And now he's having to pick and choose the games he goes to as opposed to going whenever he wanted, he or she. Right. Well, I have uh, – it's actually 11th, by the way. It's not 13th, it's 11th. Uh, I'm on 11th Street. I'm. Uh, you were talking about the Whiskey Brooklyn, the Whiskey Bar in Brooklyn, right? O- right over here, across the street from the uh, the brewery. Yeah, and then up, and then if you head down towards White, towards the water, you'll hit the Brooklyn Brewery. Right. So where is uh, the um, the mural? Right you're across talking the, about? right across the street from uh, the Brooklyn Brewery on the other side of White. Okay. As soon as you get to the four corners, you'll see, uh, you know, hotel. It's all just factory buildings over here. Yeah. But inside, there's the a lot of things open. going on. The brewery's open, too. Oh, yeah. This is a uh, uh, happy time for them. You kidding me? Right. That's one of the stops of the evening over there. But inside all those factories, you know, you got production companies, uh, a lot of art, arty stuff going on. I mean, there's a lot of buzz inside those buildings. It may not look it on the outside. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can hear it, too, now. Nowadays, you know. All right. All right, we're looking at the hotel at the corner right now. Interesting right, hotel sign. Down, right. Continue going down the side street. And, you know, look. In the in the side of the building, in between buildings, and look up. Okay. Across the street from the brewery. Right. On the same the street, on the same side as the as the hotel. Go to the hotel. Right. Go to the hotel, but instead of being on wife, I want you to stay on what's that north north what tenth? Yeah, north north uh, north eleventh. North 11th. I want you to stay on North 11th and continue heading towards the water. 
and then once you get to where the hotel, the hotel, the alley between the hotel and the next building looks straight up on the next All building, right. not the hotel. So on the next building right now is a top hat man, and it says R A. No, it doesn't, doesn't it say R A. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what it says. I really can't tell. I'll have to. It's like R A Ach. It's something German, which would make sense. You know, we were talking about the breweries. Um, of course, the that where you get a bit of you. Oh, I see it. I see it. Okay, cross the street. I'll get a better view. Yeah. Let's see what I can do about that. Huh. Good call. Yeah, <laughs> you see it? The bums. There it is. You know, things like that just show you that the Dodgers are alive and well in Brooklyn. Well, if I were, uh, if I had Wi-Fi, I would be able to tweet this on my phone right now, but because I don't have the, the technology to be carrying around with me. Now, that's what the people in the hotel are looking at. That's their view. How good how great is that? There's a wedding going on there today. Nice. <laughs> and a Wolfenstein. They're painting on a Wolfenstein. Uh, now, for all of you out there who are my age, in the 90s, when we were all getting into a Windows 3.1, sorry, sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to date you there. <laughs> I heard you take, like, a sigh. I heard you go, <sighs> Uh, no, not at all, man. <laughs> but uh, Wolfenstein was this big game uh, on Windows 3.1 when I was just getting a computer. You know, like I was eight or eight, eight years old, nine years old, where we were fighting Nazis, and they were painting a mural, an advertisement mural, which is pretty cool when when uh, they're staying to the old time uh, advertising, you know, painting onto a brick wall. Um, but it's uh, Wolfenstein, so I guess there's a new uh, version of Wolfenstein coming out for uh, the new game, game decks. Uh, anyway, I'm, I am now off and uh, going to head out of Williamsburg. We're about to turn on to Barry and uh, start our, our journey towards Greenpoint. And then uh, for me, I would say instead of going into Long Island City, I think Greenpoint Avenue is going to be the best uh, way that I can, um, that I can head over the city field. I don't know, uh, you know, obviously now that I've been, you know, we've been making some stops in Brooklyn, it's not going to, it's been probably taking a little longer than um, than it might have had we not been doing that. Um, you know what's funny is that we're passing that cement field I talked about a couple podcasts ago, Mike, where the grass right. is, is trying to peek out. That's McCarran Park. What's that called? McCarran Park. Ah, McCarran Park at North 13th Street Park. and Barry. North 13th that's where Street my, and Barry Street. That's where my uncles used to take me when I was a wee little kid. Really? Yes. Me, me my cousin, uh, two of my cousins and my uncles, we used to go there. And uh, when we all got together, that's where we used to go and play. Because <laughs> my cousin that's lived in Williamsburg. Awesome. So, you know, we all descended upon their house and wound up going to the park. Across the street from there is an old brick church. I wonder how old this place is. Uh, the Russian church? Uh, with, the, with the onion tops? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Let's see. Yeah. Old, tra- old traditional onion tops, like in Russia. Right. Just get a good, sh- good view of this. Oh, man. Uh, and, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not putting Brooklyn down when I say that it's, you know, something that uh, that is great about Brooklyn is that you have one of the amazing views of Manhattan. Uh, but oh, then yeah. again, somebody could probably somebody could probably say exactly it looks better from here than it does from there. <laughs> there you go. That perfectly said. We enjoy it more than people who live in Manhattan. Exactly. All right, got to take a photo. So this is AD nineteen eleven. That's what it uh, it says on the on the church. Oh. All right. Well. Uh, Michael, I'll have to ask you, what do you think uh, around here that I should, uh, on my journey into Queens, I should stop and, uh, and, and see? Well, you're almost at the borders of my borough, so uh, I'd have to call up some guy in Queens and see how we can possibly <laughs> pass the baton. But, uh, you know, all I can say is that you're you're now heading into the oldest parts of Brooklyn, which is Greenpoint. And I think that goes back to... Uh, as early as 1624, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. <coughs> We're not quite. I guess where where does it uh, turn into uh, Greenpoint from Williamsburg? Because it's certainly based off of that the bar I've just uh, passed called. Yeah, you know, pretty much for for all intents and purposes. If you're on the other side of the BQE or the other side of Morgan Avenue, and you're inside of uh, McGinnis Boulevard, you're in Greenpoint. Okay. So we're we're now in Greenpoint. When you turn on the Manhattan Avenue, you get this, this fantastic view of basically just uh, City Corp, you know? Yeah. And obviously yeah. you're pointing towards the, uh, the northern part of the Long Island. The Long Island. <laughs> Very uh, and, Eastern European rich neighborhood over there. Like I said, Polish... Right. And uh, even pockets of uh, you know Austrians and 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 people of that ilk. Oh, it used to be a German rich right. town, very German rich town over there. So here's a here's a little interesting thing that I just saw. I see somebody on a double decker bike just past me. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, there's really no bottom deck necessarily that he's raised double decker. Right. I, I've seen him. I think I know exactly who you're talking about, too. So there's only one of these. <laughs> so there's only one of these guys. Uh, no, there's actually like two of them around there in Williamsburg. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> I, I, I feel like there's like 85 of them by now. Uh, we're coming up on Norman Avenue. There's a, there's a, a fantastic church that we're going to be coming up on. That uh, is one of my favorite in the borough, actually. I forget. I don't know what it's called, and, and uh, I look forward to sharing The one on Manhattan Avenue? That. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. That's it's a great a, little strip like, right there. It's mahogany That's a great strip brick. Manhattan Avenue, by the way. It is. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. Uh, it's, it's bubbling with energy. One block off of Manhattan Avenue, uh, in the direction that you're heading in, 
one block to your left, uh, I believe, begins a series of a couple of uh, historic uh, historic district blocks. Oh, okay. Uh, Greenpoint Historic District. How come this isn't yeah. part of that? Uh, the block of the church itself, right? Uh, Taylor? No, that's not that's not the block. That's not it. But I'm passing Callier. Uh, Callier, I guess it's called. We're passing the Greenpoint Savings Bank right now, which is a Capital One. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like I said before, you'll never have people build banks like that anymore. Right. No, no. Nobody, I mean, people, are gonna be, uh, people are going to build banks like the new Penn Station. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, isn't it so just like, didn't it just make you uh, just, your soul light up when they told James Dolan that he had to get out after doing all those renovations so they could make it look more like the original? Hey, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I can't wish for more bad things to happen to him, so maybe you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> maybe. All right, here, here it is. It is the, it's a Roman Catholic church. Uh, it's just spectacular looking. You can't, even, you can't even get the whole thing in one shot, you know? Like I just feel like I gotta take a video just to get the full thing, you know. Do it, man. It's a great little part of town over there. All right. Well, we got that. One. Uh, you know, cut and print, sir. Cut and print. But um. When when you were at Barclays Center, was there uh, any fans starting to assemble yes. yet or no? Yes. That they had started to do. You know, it's interesting. There's there's this uh, this building right across that looks um it looked empty, but I guess it's not empty actually. Uh, it's the Greenpoint Community Health Center, but it, another yeah, it's there. You go. You have a you have a safe deposit vault sign on there. Uh, here's another example of something that's not being used for a bank. <laughs> but, hey, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a community health center, so I really can't give a crap. Uh, you know, next to, next to the 7-Eleven, you know, good old neighborhood 7-Eleven. <laughs> All right, we're coming up on Greenpoint Avenue, and so we're going to turn on there. For those of you who don't know uh, the layout of Brooklyn as well as... Um, Mike probably knows it better than I, but but I know it fairly well now. Um, Greenpoint Avenue goes on a bridge into Queens. So uh, turning onto here, you're gonna, it's going to take me past some really kind of awful industrial blocks. Um, that you know, it, it doesn't really have too much of an aesthetic. Uh, uh, it's not really too aesthetically pleasing because it's just so damn loud. You're passing over the highway. Um, my friend and I were walking into Greenpoint from there, and we saw this uh, this truck uh, right above the the over on, on top of the overpass of the Long Island Expressway. Um, this truck tried to get around a car that was just a little bit in his lane, and uh, he turned to get around this uh, this car that was going to be trying to turn. And um, we see it happening the whole time, and he hits the curb, and his tire just explodes and luckily there was nothing you know we were right there there was luckily nothing that was 
that exploded that was too uh, damaging. It was just a bunch of, you know, tires. It was just a bunch of rubber pieces. But um, that's just, it, it was just, uh, you know, one, the second you get in there, you're just like, let me get out as uh, quickly as possible. And I'm glad today I have a bike for the, uh, on my foot. There's always some kind of chaos going on around there. And, you know, you're looking at, uh, at certainly there is still a lot of industry in both Queens and Brooklyn, and this is where it's basically migrated to. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have um, things that you, you don't really think about where they come from, but like fortune cookies and, and uh, you know, bags for Chinese uh, going with the Chinese theme, <laughs> bags for Chinese <laughs> restaurants, you know. Yeah. It's uh, this. This is the kind of stuff being made out here. That's where it's manufactured, right there. Yep. All right. So here, here's uh, the question, and I think that I was telling uh, somebody about this place, and I was telling them appropriately. I wasn't. I think the, uh, soy, I think the soy sauce factory is in in uh, in East New York. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was telling somebody about this. We were passing those. Egg shaped. Uh, uh, there's a lot of ultraviolet lights coming from it. It's it, it, um. Uh, it's basically right on the other side of the Greenpoint Bridge, Mike. Uh, what is that? Is that is that, uh, is that zapping a water? Am I correct when I told somebody that that, that was a uh, a water cleaning factory? Uh, on the other side of the bridge, on the Long Island City side. No, no. On the uh, it's not it's not the Blasty Bridge, the Greenpoint Bridge um, that I'm talking about, and it it kind of it it has it has these metal egg shaped uh, uh, two of them, uh, humongous egg shaped. I'll take a photo because I'm coming up on it right now, as well as some amazing graffiti. Um, but. I think I've been told once that, you know, because when you're standing on roofs in Williamsburg and throughout Brooklyn, actually, looking towards that direction, there's all these ultraviolet lights flickering uh, from this place. Um, really? It's Newtown Creek. Yeah, it's a water pollution control plant. Oh, that's a super fun site. Right. That's a super fun site. They're from I don't know back forties and the fifties and sixties. That got, that place got massively po- uh, polluted. And, so, and, uh, and yeah, now is is it's taking care of our uh, our water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, that's a super fun site. So they're in, I guess, in, in a federal effort to uh, get that place in ship shape. Yeah. So it's these these egg shaped spheres. Uh, that if you're on, you know, rooftops in Greenpoint or, or Williamsburg at night, you can really see a lot of, um, a lot of flashing lights coming from it. <laughs> I don't know if that would be such a, a comforting sight. No, I don't think so. No, it's, like I said, this is not the most aesthetically pleasing spot to go through in, uh, in all of Brooklyn. Right. But uh, the bridge is coming up shortly, so I will be exiting Brooklyn and going into Queens. And uh, where are we on time? Should we uh, should we call it quits soon? We are once I cross uh, the, the, uh, the borough. We are at the six fifty one minute. Well, six fifty one. I don't think that I'm going to be getting to City Field by the time that 
uh, we, we have come to the end of the show. So I'll have to say, uh, you know, let's go with the, um, with the last word, Mike, uh, as I cross over into Queens. I'll, I'll let you take it away. I know you have a, a ball team playing a playoff game tonight. The Brooklyn Nets are hosting the Miami Heat at Barclays Center. Uh, you know, either way you look at it, even though they're down, you know, two games to none in the series, this is still somewhat history in the making. So, uh, you know, appreciate it for what it is, Brooklynites. Uh, we have one game seven victory in our pockets now. Uh, maybe if we tie this series up, there'll be another. Who knows? But come on, man. Show up and appreciate and, and support your team and get into this. That's it. Everybody should uh, should head out to the Barclays Center. Uh, I am coming up on the canal now. There was a big truck going by, and there is just uh, it's beautiful skies above uh, the city of New York right now. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when I'm going to be crossing over into into Queens officially. I'm guessing somewhere halfway on the other side of the the canal. Right around there. Uh, it's probably one of the best views of all Manhattan. Yep. Without a doubt. Cross because I should I shouldn't have the uh, the the road on one side of this um of this shot that I'm about to get at this place. And you really see just the way the way you're angled on it is so you know peculiar because right now basically to my Northeast, I'm looking at downtown New York, or at least what it feels like is Northeast. And here I go, man. Well, Michael, right. I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your Saturday to come on this journey with me. I appreciate you, man, and I appreciate you bringing me along. Well, uh, thank you. Uh, and right now, uh, before we go, I just want to say that I'm in an open area uh, right before this fence that would probably give me a better view with uh, the Empire State Building, which is now blocked by the factory. But it, it, there's a fence on it. So I decided uh, I think I'm going to do a little nice panoramic shot of this. It is just quite the sight. I look forward to sharing it with all of you on YouTube and uh, and on my uh, on all the websites. It's just it's really spectacular. Thank you for coming on this Brooklyn journey with me, Michael. Once more, thank you. And until uh, next you. time, everybody, have a have a great night and uh, let's go Brooklyn. All right, have fun in uh, your continuing journey. Appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, man, later.